let us come let us come together let us come together in the presence of Jehovah God to worship him in this devotional service of worship occasion that uh, we get to come together and worship our Lord. I want to thank you for joining us again and, and uh, this morning we're, we are going to do something different. It's going to be uh, conducting a, a Sunday morning devotional in place of our normal usual service but uh, we're going to have a great time today and we're going to be using traditional holiday season uh, music to celebrate birth of Jesus into this world and, and of course our intent is to fix our eyes on Jesus and our Lord and Savior, Master and Friend. Good morning again. Great to see everybody uh, out here today and uh, glad that people are able to spend time uh, with their family and friends. And uh, you know, I think this is a great time of year this is one of the couple of times a year that the world as a whole uh, kind of steps back and will actually recognize Jesus. And I think it's a great opportunity for us to uh, embrace that and to recognize uh, him as well and not just look at the commercial aspects of, of uh, Christmas. Uh, in uh, the book, uh, Lagarde Smith, <coughs> excuse me, Legard Smith, in his book, The Chronological Bible, has a little prelude 
to the Gospels. And uh, I really, really like what he says in this when he talks about Jesus. And I'd, I'd, I'd like to read uh, this uh, to you. Remember, this is just after he's talked about the Old Testament. All is now ready for the most important event in human history. It's an event planned even before the creation of the world. It's a keeping of a promise made to Abraham over 2,000 years earlier. It is a fulfillment of a host of prophecies regarding the Messiah who had come to establish his kingdom. Most importantly, it's the beginning of a dynamically new relationship between God and man. The event, <coughs> excuse me, the event is the coming of the Savior of the world, the Messiah, or as referred to in the Greek, the Christ. The Christ is not to be just another world leader as Cyrus, Alexander, or Caesar. He is not to be just another great man of God as Abraham, Moses, or David. <coughs> Excuse me, goodness. He is, the God, he is to be God himself in human flesh. The Lord of heaven is to become a servant of the earth. God, who previously made himself known through a nation and a law, is now to reveal himself in, <coughs> in the most personal way possible in the form of a man. Until now, God's blessings have been reserved mostly for a chosen people, but now they've become available to all people in every generation. Who is this Christ, this Messiah? <coughs> Goodness. His name is Jesus. His symbolic name, Emmanuel, meaning God with us, signifies his deity. He is man, to be sure, but God as well. And he is God, the God of creation, but man as well. God lowers himself so that man might be elevated. He leaves heaven so that man might enter into it. <coughs> to man who cannot begin to understand the ways of God is clearly a, a great mystery. But what a marvelous and wonderful mystery it is. You know, the thing is, folks, I don't understand. There, there are a lot of things about God I do not understand. And that's okay. You know, the, the thing is, uh, you know, what we're celebrating today is, is, is really is the greatest event in human history. God coming down to be here on earth in, in fleshly form. Before we get into the remainder of our service, it's important we view everything that, through the lens of thankfulness to God. And you know the thing is, what more do we have to be thankful for than Jesus took this step, God took this step? In 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, we read, Rejoice always, pray continually, Give thanks in all circumstance, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Thankfulness isn't just a nice thing to do, but it is God's will that we practice all the time. We especially need to be thankful for every spiritual blessing we have in Christ. The goal is that through this service this morning, we can all follow the encouraging words of Paul found in Colossians 2, 6 through 7. So then, just as you receive Christ, Jesus Christ as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in faith, as you are thought and overflowing with thanksgiving. You know, again, I really am thankful for this time of year that the world does sit back and think about Jesus. And I pray that we have taken the opportunity to embrace that and, and maybe have some conversations with people that otherwise wouldn't be available to conversation. 
but, but this time of year, they are available to it. And what a great time to be able to, uh, a, thank, a, a thing to be thankful for is this time that we're given. If you would, uh, pray with me, please. Father, please bless this service this morning. May it lift the hearts of those here and those following online. May it help us to be more Christ-centered and God-centered in our lives as we fulfill the great commandments to love you and love our neighbors. Bless each person that is involved in this service this morning. Give them the boldness to speak for you and to serve you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I just wanted to add just a little bit to what Scotty mentioned about uh, the importance of Christ in this world. And, you know, when I grew up, they called it B.C., before Christ, and then after Christ, it was A.D. And now they have uh, tried to change that to call uh, before the current era and after current era and whatever, in an effort to deny Christ. But they can't. Because every human being that ever writes a date on a piece of paper in this world, around the world, I don't care if they're Muslims, if they're, if they're Christians or, or Catholics or they're, it doesn't matter. When you write that date on the piece of paper, you proclaim the importance of Jesus Christ. And what better time than to use this uh, time of the year is an opportunity to talk to others about Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Something that's hard to comprehend is that Jesus coming into this world wasn't just an afterthought. This was far from some random gesture of God's love. He was chosen before the foundation of the world was created, before Genesis 1-1. Jesus is chosen when there is no universe, no stars, no planets, no creatures, no human beings, which means God already knew that the very act of creation itself would trigger the necessity of a plan that Jesus would be born into this world. This is despite the fact that in Genesis 6, God knew he was going to be sorry that he had made man and he was grieved in his heart because of man's wickedness. So the question is why? Why go through with this? It was because God so loved the world that he gave us his son to save us from our sins that we may come into a deep relationship with the Father, that we can be called a child of God. In other words, God by his actions declared that just to have a relationship with you meant it was all worth it. Love triumphed over evil. Indeed, God is love. It's so easy to celebrate this holiday season as simply a time for eating and relaxing, football, and the exchange of presents that show how much we care about others. We share laughter and talk about fond memories and even solve all the problems of the world in our society. But let us not forget, the core message of this holiday should be that God gave us his son and by his grace and mercy, we receive and offer up our thanksgiving so that we can give back and serve, to love God, to love our neighbors as ourselves. This morning, let us rejoice that we are able to declare, I am a child of God. What else really matters? Thank you, God, for sending your son into this world 
born of woman to become our Lord, our Savior, our Master, and our friend. First John says, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us first and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love others. <coughs> we ought to love one another. None of us has seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and love is made complete in us. Did you notice that this act of love started with God? God initiated love to us. It's not that we did anything to deserve his love. <coughs> Excuse me. Must be something going around. Scotty must have passed it on to me. This is exactly why his love should cause us to love him and to love others. Because he didn't deserve, we didn't deserve his grace and mercy. An, an incredible display of God's love. I think that's why the Holy Spirit in Ephesians 3 strengthens us with his power through the spirit in the inner man by pointing us to God's love. This love that is so wide, high, long, and deep. Galatians 4, but when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. God has made you also an heir. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you an heir. The timing of Jesus' birth had to be just right. This, this effort spans centuries. And did you notice that the spirit of his son, the Holy Spirit, dwells in our hearts? To be called a child of God, what else matters? Nothing in this world can top that. Thank you, God, that Jesus was born into this world, Emmanuel, God with us.
Holy Father, the God Most High, we worship and praise your name. We thank you that Jesus was chosen before the foundation of the world and that you loved us while we were yet sinners. We thank you for his birth into this world, God in the flesh, that we can celebrate God is with us for us all around us and in us. We also thank you for his death on the cross, the true Lamb of God, and for his resurrection. Thank you that he dwells in our hearts and is at our side, and we are one with him in spirit. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. It's been mentioned several times of how important Christmas is. And this time of year is, is very eventful. People pay a lot of attention to things besides just problems. And I think it's a great time. But what I would like for us to look at uh, in, in this segment is there's, there's four words we would like to look at and see how that integrates in with the idea of what is being celebrated, but then too, we want to carry that further as, as time goes on past this season. These words are peace, joy, hope, and love. And it's very evident that this is, uh, is out there because we see it on Christmas cards, home decorations, and as we've seen some of the songs that are considered Christmas songs, the, the lyrics of the songs have these ver, uh, words in, in them. It is a theme of a lot of uh, you know, Christmas movies. One of my favorite Christmas movies that has these words used in them and the whole theme of the, the movie is, is those words is A Christmas Carol with George C. Scott. I just watched that the other night and I just, it's just one of my favorite movies because of what it does represent. Peace, joy, hope, and love. You see it in merchant windows. It's integral on the, uh, the city streets, parks, and neighborhoods. And I think it's very, very positive that we can see that our city government promotes this and puts that out there. And I, I'm, I'm real thankful for that. And it is really a wonderful time for peace, joy, hope, and love. What I'd like for us to do now is to look at four very powerful passages that will emphasize how important these words are after the Christmas season is over. You know, these words don't cease to exist and don't give up any prominence from January 25th, I mean, uh, December 25th to December 26th, and then January 1st, and on into 2024. They're still very, very important to us. And what I'd like to do is uh, look at four verses, as I said, that uh, we will discuss these passages, and we want to do this from a Christian perspective with emphasis on the spiritual and the unseen. And in many of Doug's lessons, we, uh, we hear him talking all the time about in this world we live in, there's a lot of, uh, uh, there's, there's brutality, there's anger, there's ugliness. 
and, and, and there's just a, a, a lot of evil out there that we have to contend with. But we got to remember that just because it's fixing to be 2024, we don't have the market cornered on evil, do we? It's been there since day one. But it's there. It's among us. And if our lives are per permeated with these four words, peace, joy, hope, and love, we will certainly stand out. It, our light will shine if we do that. And I'm not going to sing the song because everybody would probably leave, but that, that song, that, that children's song of this little light of mine, that is a simple song, but boy, is it powerful in what it tells us. We as Christians are not supposed to st uh, stay off back in the dark. We're to be on the lampstand. We don't want to put it under a, a, a basket. It is there for the world to see and, and give glory to God. The first verse I'd like for us to look at in consideration of these four words is Romans 15, 13. It says, May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Very, very positive uh, passage here. The perspective of this verse is really us looking up at God and God inspiring hope for us and in us. And this verse tells us God's part is to fill us with joy and peace. You think God will take care of his part? Absolutely. But what, what's our part of this? Do we have a part in this? Absolutely. God does the filling. Our part is to what? What does the verse tell us? As we trust him. Very good. As we trust him. And that trust is at any time. When things are going great, wonderful, prayers are answered just like we uh, hoped they would be. But what about times of difficulty, temptation, sickness, which we all have to deal with uh, at times? tough decisions, and just anything that we need to place our trust in God. He's true. He's 100%. The variable sometimes is what? It's us. And sometimes it's a challenge to us as humans to have that level of trust in all situations in God that we should. And probably one of the best examples we hear this quite often is look at the example of a wonderful father and that little child that trusts his daddy, Abba Father. And that's pure as can be. It's 100%. So a valid question now is how can I tell if I'm being filled with the joy and peace as I trust him? That verse says, May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust him so that you may overflow with hope not just a little overflow and it's going to be obvious when we are overflowing with hope and that's because our attention is focused not necessarily on things of this life but things beyond this life and things beyond this world on things that are eternal things that are spiritual 
And once again, it's not a matter of relying on my power, our own power, as we sometimes struggle with. I, I worked in a, in, in a job where I was a fixer. I, I wanted to take care of things. And sometimes you have the knowledge and ability to do that, and sometimes you don't. So we have to yield to what is being told, told to us here. God will fill us, but we've got to trust him. And sometimes that may be a struggle, but we always need to go back to what's the constant in this. God is always there. Also, if we go back to this verse, it says, May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to see in these four verses that word there, Holy Spirit and power mentioned together. By the power of the Holy Spirit. God supplies the power. That's the Holy Spirit working in us. It's a gift from God that we have. Our job is to trust. So that verse talks about peace, joy, and hope. This next section, this next verse, we add that fourth word, which is one of my favorite words in the whole vocabulary that I know of, and that's the word love. Colossians 1, 3 through 5, 9, and 11. I'll read this for us. We always thank God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ when we pray for you because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all of God's people. The faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Holy Spirit gives. Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience. Hope will inspire us to know who we are and where we are going. Hope will keep us focused on our real home, which is not here. Where is it? It's in heaven. And once again, brothers and sisters, even though we can't see these things with our physical eyes, our faith allows us to see these things with our spiritual eyes. And that's, thing that, that's a thing that a lot of people have trouble with is that idea of faith, of things that's not seen, things you can't touch, feel, see, or hear. There's two important verses that, that, that backs this up of how important it is in our lives. 2 Corinthians 4.18 So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. In John 20, 29, this is when Jesus was talking to Thomas. It says, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those, us, who have seen, have not seen and yet believed. That's a blessing. So all these blessings are because of God's love which inspires us to love God back. God loves us. We love God as well as loving one another. And uh, when we introduced uh, this just a moment ago, 
that loving one another is, is, can be in short supply sometimes, can't it? And we don't want that to be the norm of distrusting one another, harming one another. We want it to be loving one another. And uh, 1 Corinthians 13 is a great chapter on love, of what it is, how it affects people. There's just so many wonderful things it talks about love. But one of the things that I've all, that I always keep in the back of my mind is that in that, uh, in verse 13, it says, of faith, hope, and love, the greatest of these is what? Love. It's love. And this passage conveys that, once again, that the Spirit gives us wisdom and understanding and spiritual power. Almost everything that has to do with these things that are positive and, and are powerful has to do with the Spirit in us. And one of the things that we, I ha have to really pay attention to is being aware of that power and being careful not to quench the spirit. And the NIV uh, puts it like this. It doesn't say squ uh, quench the spirit. It says, do not put out the spirit's fire. And I like the idea of that fire and the spirit being powerful in us. It's God working through us with the spirit. Because God working through us by ourselves, we can interject problems that's not there. But we have the Spirit to help us. Brother Michael Joyner uh, last Sunday uh, talked about this next verse to some degree and in, in, in great detail did a very good job of explaining this. 1 Thessalonians 1.6 You became Im imitators of us and of the Lord. For you welcome the message in the midst of severe suffering with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. Talking about being joyous when things are rough. And, they, and, and, and in this verse here, it's, that's a fact. They're stating that uh, they didn't have a smooth problem-free life at the time. They were undergoing severe suffering. But suffering and joy can coexist because this wasn't a matter of being tough, be strong, and you put yourself up by your bootstraps at all. It was clear that we can have joy, but that joy is found with the help of the Spirit. And uh, this, this, this is uh, proof, proved by our joy being God-centered. It relies on the power He provides, not our own power, the power God provides. It focuses on spiritual things. And too many times we put that in the back seat sometimes, don't we? And then another thing it does that's very positive, and this is a, a whole realm of things I, I wish we had the time to talk about, it produces the fruit of the Spirit. So joy, even if they're suffering, is still possible and it's, it's a very positive thing and may we have the proper perspective and outlook on that.
because sometimes we we struggle with being me the being joyful when there's struggles when there's challenges when I'm being tested and sometimes I fail miserably miserably because I don't have that joy that I'm supposed to have why it's because I don't trust and I don't rely on the spirit I rely on Bob Hamilton which fails too many times but we can overcome God tells us we can with his help and, and the help of the spirit within us the last thing I would like to uh, talk about here uh, one, one other thing I wanted to mention about love is if I ask for a show of hands in here when we're together, whether it's a, as a family, at work, does it, does, do you ever think about love in, the, in those circumstances of loving your fellow man? Because that love at work may be a little bit different looking than at work or at school or out, out in the public or as Doug always says at Walmart or the guy driving up next to you. Do you ever think about that, or is that something you feel like is just a part of your life that, that you can love people? Though sometimes it's hard. Because here, when we're in here this together, I look around and I know we all love each other. But we, we can expand that love to our enemies, to people we don't know very well, to people we just come in contact with. And uh, I, I, I just... Uh, as, as I've got older, just that, that is so powerful that uh, we know God loves us and we can love others. It's a very, very important aspect of our lives of living for Christ. The last verse is uh, Romans 14, 17. It says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy. Where? in the Holy Spirit. Now this verse is not condemning eating and drinking. That's not the purpose of what, it's not what this says. Because eating and drinking deals with our physical bodies and uh, we can derive a lot of, of, of pleasure when we have meals together and share together, physical, physical things together. And uh, meals are important for a lot of people to sit down, fellowship together, enjoy one another's company, discuss things. And uh, I, I, would, I would almost say I bet everyone in here probably has a meal with your family today or tomorrow and will enjoy that. And guess what? That's okay. Because in 1 Timothy 3, 4, 3, uh, 4, 3 and 4, God tells us, Foods that God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe. So it's okay to enjoy food and be thankful for it. But this is more important than that is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because when it comes to spiritual things, our inner man, our soul, and our spirit, we can experience this righteousness that's being talked about here with peace and joy that is found where in the Holy Spirit living in us.
So I would like for us to once, once more go over these four words and think about them and incorporate them as, as we go forward in the rest of the year and into next year and on beyond that. Because they are so important for the spiritual man. Peace, joy, hope, and my favorite, love. Thank you. As we continue these thoughts on uh, peace and love and joy and hope, I'd like for us to look at Romans 5, 1 through 5. And Paul writes, Therefore, we have been justified through faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. Because we know that sufferings produce perseverance. Perseverance, character. And character, hope. And hope does not put us through shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. How does that work? Now, God uses what? Suffering? To instill in us hope? Maybe that's why it's our job to trust, trust in God. Because we use thoughts like these building blocks, the problems that we might have in our lives, that these building blocks God can use our suffering to help produce perseverance as we keep on keeping on trusting in Him. And by persevering, our inner spiritual character will develop. And this includes building up of our hope surrounded by the fruit of the Spirit. You know, God, even the one who pours out His love into our hearts through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, we're going to experience more and more of His love. You know, it's kind of hard to understand those processes and understand it inside. We don't, we don't always understand when we have these sufferings, do we? But we just have to trust that God is there for us. If we look at Hebrews 6 and verse 19, says we have this hope as an anchor for the soul firm and secure and it's hard to think that we or God needs us as anchors in this world something to hold down the truth about God's love 
but it's available for everyone in this room and everyone online and everyone around the world. You know, this verse, it doesn't just say this anchor is only available for church leadership. It says nothing about being a Christian for so many years. You've got to be at least a Christian for 20 years to feel that you have this anchor of hope. It has to be built up in you. No, it doesn't mean that. And that's because it's a matter of trust. And it's not necessarily what you know and what you've accomplished. It's just by trusting in God. You've got that anchor within you. In 2 Corinthians 3, it says, Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very what? Bold. Our boldness has nothing to do with our merits or our works. It's all about Christ. He's in us. It says when we hear in Philippians 2, it says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. You know, that passage does not mention that having doubts is a sign of humility or a a negative thing. But it goes on to say, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. So having fear and trembling has nothing to do with emptying ourselves, but it has to do with doing his will and fulfilling his purpose. So yeah, we have hope and we can be bold. In Isaiah verse 40, or chapter 40, verse 31, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Notice something here, that hope comes before the movements. You find hope, and then the renewing of our strength. Then the soaring comes, the running and the walking. But first we have hope. And you know, this movement, it's, it's a figurative form of, of speech where we don't have to be frozen with fear. We can, we can feel paralyzed at times by fear and, and problems. But we just have to remember, we've got to keep going because God is with us and we have hope. Hope points us to the Lord. You know, He's going to bring us about all these problems and these perseverance, that, uh, that word perseverance means that He's going to help us keep keeping on. And we just have to remember that one step after another. So with joy, peace, hope, and love, they're all good things, and especially for us Christians. They all come from God. They're gifts. And these are some of the best gifts that we'll ever receive. And especially as we look at this time of of holiday season, I want us to remember those words and throughout next year. And in Ephesians 1, Paul offers up this prayer. And he says, Eyes of your heart be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and his incomparably great power for us who believe. 
So, having spiritual eyes enlightened, we can imagine what it's like to have this inheritance with Jesus Christ and knowing that we have the power within us because we are child, a child of God and God is with us. And so as we remember, because God gave His Son and His name is Jesus, the Christ, but remember what they said early on, He was Emmanuel. And that is God with us. So let's all thank God for that wonderful birth of our Lord, our Master, and our Savior, and our friend, Jesus. I still have joy, I still have joy, I still have joy, after all of these we've been through, I still have joy, I still have peace, I still have peace, after all of these we've been through, I still have peace, I still have faith. I still have faith after all the things we've been through. I still have faith. I still have hope. I still have hope after all the things we've been through. I still have hope. I still have love. I still have love after all the things we've been through. I still have love, I still have joy, I still have joy, after all the things we've been through, after all the things we've been through, after all the things we've been through, I still have joy. you would pray with me again please righteous father the lord god almighty there's none like you pour out your love into our hearts through the holy spirit who's been given to us fill us with your hope joy and peace as we trust you help us to build on that in 20, 2024 we know it's all you because without you we are nothing help us to overcome just being comfortable in our faith renew in all a sense of purpose in our lives Use this to glorify your name. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Since this is a uh, Sunday morning service, uh, we want to make sure that everyone, uh, if, if anyone has a, a uh, reason they would like to uh, respond to an invitation, we want to uh, offer an invitation song at this time. Uh, you know, you never know, there may be someone whose heart's heavy and they'd like to have a special prayer. Maybe there's someone who would like to be baptized. The other thing sometimes that we don't focus on whenever we do an invitation is, is there something you're thankful for? 
because that's one of the things you know when we started this service we talked about thankfulness and is there something you're thankful for and i think that we're commanded to you know we're with rejoice with each other and so if you've got something you're thankful for and you'd like to publicly talk about i think that'd be great uh, bring it forward we'd like to celebrate with you one of the things i, I would really like to uh I, I always tell people I give them homework. I'm going to give this congregation some homework this week. And the homework is to really reflect on 2024. You know, it's been a hard year for some people. It's been a really hard year. But there's always something that you can think of to be thankful for. And I would really like you to take this time between now and next week as we begin a new year. And that's one of the things people always think about is... Look at the new year. What can I do different in the new year? But I think it's also important to reflect on the old year and look at things that have happened that really are a true blessing in your life. And if you would, sit down and think a little bit about that uh, and uh, reflect on really how, how blessed the people we really are. So if you would, if you have any need, uh, please come forward as we stand and sing. Or if you would like to, if you don't want to do something publicly, uh, if you would, uh, grab one of the elders and we'd be happy to pray with you or, or meet your needs in any way that we can. If you would, stand and sing, please. To Canaan's land I'm on my way Where the soul of man never dies My darkest night will turn to day Where the soul of man never dies Dear friends, there'll be no sad farewells There'll be no tear-dimmed eyes Where all is peace and joy Dwight Pryor's uh, daughter Alicia came uh, forward this morning and she uh, said that she has something to be thankful for, and that's her father, and, and for what a great uh, influence he has been on her life. Uh, you know, I, I think we all appreciate Dwight Pryor and, and his, uh, you know, steadfastness and his willingness to serve, to serve God, and 
And I know if you'll talk to Dwight and learn of his story, he's thankful for his father, for Joe. And, you know, you look back at your heritage and, and the people that have influenced you, uh, you know, what a great blessing to have, to have had parents that uh, do kind of point you, nudge you, cajole you, drag you in the right way. And, and I think that's just a, a real tribute to Dwight and to Alicia that she's willing to stand up and say that she appreciates him and appreciates the influence that he's been on our lives. You know, one of the things that Terry and I have often talked about is we always thought that things were really going to get easy when our kids left home. And we found out they just doubled down because they're out there doing things that we have no idea about and have no control over. But we really appreciate you, Alicia. Thank you for coming forward and, and making that uh, known publicly. And uh, if we would, uh, I'd like to pray for Alicia and for Dwight and for all other uh, children and parents that we can all kind of uh, hopefully nudge each other in the right direction. If you would, pray with me, please. Father, we come before you this morning. Just thank you so much for Jesus. <laughs> we thank you for this time of year that we have the ability to celebrate, that we have the ability just to, to be able to come, come before your throne. God, we thank you for Alicia and for her heart and her tenderness and, and her just willingness to, to stand up and say publicly how thankful she is for, for Dwight and, and for the influence that he is on her life. And we just thank you so much for that. Father, we thank you for Dwight, and we thank you for the influence he is for so many people and for just his desire to love you and do your will. Father, we just pray that you, you bless Dwight and his entire family as they uh, just continue to walk toward home. <laughs> Father, we uh, again uh, want to be thankful for uh, all the parents, uh, the people that have come before us that have have tried to do the right thing and point us in the right direction and give us uh, some encouragement to, uh, to do the right thing and to know you. Father, we pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Song before communion. There's a place where mercy reigns and never dies. There's a place where streams of praise flow deep and wide. Where all alone I've Peace with God and we 
tomb is empty. Jesus is showing himself for the first time to his disciples, all except Thomas. Thomas is not with them. And I'm going to start in verse 24. Now Thomas called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples, therefore, said to him, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the prints of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into the side, I will not believe. Now what a statement. <clears throat> After eight days, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here and look at my hands. Reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas finally believed. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. 
Jesus said to Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. The second part of this verse contains to all of us while we're here this morning. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. That's why we're here this morning. That's why we come to the communion table. Because we do believe that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. We do believe he was raised from the, from the tomb. And that he died and suffered because of our sins. But he did it to save us. And he did it out of love. Verse 30, and truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are written in the book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Pray with me, please. Father God, we thank you for this morning, for being here. We're celebrating the birth of your son. We're celebrating what your son did for us upon that cross. He did for us what we could not do for ourselves. And as we partake of the bread, we know this represents your body that was nailed to the cross. Thank you, Father God. This we pray in Jesus' name. Let's pray for the cup. Father God, we want to again thank you for your son who is our Savior, who shed his blood from that cross to cleanse us of those sins that we've committed. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray for the offering. Father God, we thank you for your blessings. We thank you for the privilege of being here this morning. We thank you for the blessings of family and friends. Lord, may we give back to you a portion of just what you have given us. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I thought I was going to have tears in my eyes when I got up here. That's some of the best gifts, huh, Dwight? Are good words and show acts of love. So I want to thank you for everyone being here today, and thank you for those that are online. I hope that uh, this. Service was special and meant a lot to you. You know, with this time of year, we think about that Christ child in a manger, but 
then we're also reminded that we come together every first day of the week and we take communion and we remember our sacrifice Christ. The reason he came into this world was to die for our sins. And they've been forgiven. And we have hope, like we talked about, that through all our troubles, we've got a hope of an inheritance with Christ in heaven. So persevere, hang in there. Do have uh, a few other announcements that I'd like to make. Uh, uh, a joyous announcement is, is that uh, the Manus family and the Smith family would like to, to place membership with us. This is Carrie and Paula Manus and Kaysen Manus, as well as Kenny and Peggy Smith. If y'all don't mind standing up, they've been with us for quite a few months, and we already think of them as families, so we're grateful for your placing membership and look forward to, to you guys serving your God and Jesus with us and encouraging us. Thank you. Um, you know, Doug always talks about how special days can sometimes be bittersweet. Uh, got this note handed to me today, and I've tried not to think about it, but uh, Doug's mom, Judy, is uh, in the hospital right now in Burleson, Texas, and uh, the note says she's not doing well and is quite sick. And Doug and his brothers are with her now and are uh, asking us to get our hope and joy and, and, and trust in God together and offer up prayers of healing and comfort for Judy and uh, for the doctors to find answers to the questions of to her condition. And so I'd like to offer that special prayer at this time. So all focus on God. Almighty God, you are great. You sent your son, the great healer. And the miracles he performed astounded everyone. Father, we pray for that miracle to come down from heaven today. Bless Judy. Bless Judy Crum and the doctors that are attending to her. Father, may they find the, the, the necessary means to bring about her swift recovery. And that she can bring her smiling face to her family and bring them joy and hope and peace at this difficult time. Father, we pray for, for their, their strength and encourage them with our hearts of concern and compassion for that family that are so dear to us. Praise God. Praise you for your healing power. In your son's mighty name, amen. We're going to have a closing benediction and then uh, we'll have one last song. And uh, uh, let's stand for this. It'll be, it'll be short. Maybe y'all stand. Almighty God, those words of peace, joy, love are so important to us, Father. And we pray that as we leave here today, that we will share this with our family and friends 
and that we will constantly remember and be reminded that everything comes from you, God, and we are so grateful for those gifts. So as we share our love and our gifts to today or tomorrow, may we always say in our hearts of hearts, everything comes from you, Father. Bless us, forgive us, and stay with us. It's our prayer in Jesus' name. And the church said...